Welcome to the 14th episode in our podcast series about positive intelligence. We are Mandir Kaur and Charlie Jett, two certified positive intelligence coaches and partners whose clients include individuals and businesses. In the last episode, certified positive intelligence coach Chris Baker and Charlie discussed one of the saboteurs, that is the hyper-rational. In this episode, Charlie and I will feature another saboteur, the hyper-achiever. The hyper-achiever, oh boy, always always reaching for the top rung in the ladder. You know, the hyper-achiever, Manby, is generally someone who's quite dependent on, on constant performance, you know, and achievement. And they, and they need that to, to gain this. They think they need that for gaining the self-respect and, and self-validation mm-hmm. of others. And they're, you know, if you know, they're highly focused on the external appearances of success, uh, you know, and it leads them to, uh, you might say, an unsustainable workaholic tendency and loss of touch with their deeper emotional and relationship needs. Charlie, when you're saying hyperachiever is and Manbir, you know, I'm feeling like you're saying this to me because <laughs> you know, one of my servitor is hyperachievers. So individuals with hyperachiever are competitive image and status conscious actually. They're good at covering up insecurities and showing positive image to the outside world. They adapt their personality to fit what would be the most impressive to others. They're goal-oriented. They might have workaholic streak also. They, They are quite into perfecting public image and they could be very focused also. And you know, uh, don't be too hard on yourself uh, <laughs> when you're a hyperachiever because, because not all of that is negative. You know, people uh, with the hyperachiever have their strengths like you do. You're driven, pragmatic, adaptable, you're goal-oriented, you're self-directed, you know, and you're, you're, you're a good teacher. You're capable of growing yourself and others to achieve full potential. That's why you're such a good coach, I think, probably. And then when you're, when you're inner directed, you can be terrific at inspiring yourself and others toward meaningful growth and achievement. And again, that plays into your, uh, your coaching practice. You're very kind, Charlie. Thank you so much for saying that. And as it's true with all Sebitar, these trends, when they, take, when they are taken to the extreme, so basically they, they make you feel lesser. And this is where the positive intelligence helps. As you know, the ultimate goal of positive intelligence is to regulate the imbalance between left and right brain. Or to put it simply, turning down the volume of voices coming from the left brain and turning up the volume of voices coming from the right brain. So let's meet the hyperachiever. Okay, and boy, I'm talking to the right person to to meet this hyperachiever, Manby. Now, how do people who have this principle, uh, accomplice, saboteur, hyperachiever, how do they know when this hyperachiever has shown up? How do you know when that 
character arises? Mm. Good question, Charlie. Uh, as uh, I, I mentioned uh, earlier, so people with hyperachiever as saboteur, they could be competitive, they could be conscious of their public image, their self-image, they uh, could adapt their personality to look good, they could be quite focused, quite goal-oriented. And um, sometimes they might not be connected to their emotions, their feelings also. But these are certain traits. It requires self-awareness as many of the traits hyperachiever possess are actually known as good traits, good qualities in many cultures. Like they will be seen as hardworking, focused. They would like to achieve a lot. They would be optimistic. They will have uh, never say die kind of approach. So they, may, they will be good at setting tangible goals and achieving them. So awareness is very important. And to me, from my experience, I would say asking questions like, uh, you know, uh, to ourselves, like, uh, where is this sense or spirit of competitiveness coming from? Is it coming from good space, happy space, or is it coming from not so happy space? So, and also asking, how happy are you? Basically, these questions can actually make us more aware that whether these uh, sabotage is showing up or not. Oh, yeah. Now, now uh, when, you, when, when your saboteur shows up, when this hyperachiever you know, rears its ugly head in you, what does it surface in you in terms of mm. your thoughts and so forth? What do you think about and why? So uh, it came, uh, I mean, it comes as thoughts like, um, I can be anything I want to be. I must be efficient and effective always. I must be the best at what I do. If I can't do my best, let's not do it. Then I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Failing uh, anywhere in a project, in a role, in an assignment is not acceptable at all. If failed, then the question is, okay, now what can I do to make things better, better and better? It's possible. And, and one of the thoughts which I have been carried all my life is, it's possible to achieve it all. I need to work a little more harder. So when I'm saying little more harder, so it could be uh, for me, uh, Charlie, I'm bringing in my experience here. For me, it was applicable to my role as a professional, as a coach, as a professional services person, as a wife, as a mother, as a daughter. So I would want to achieve it all, want to be perfect in all my roles. And these all thoughts, which I just explained, they push you to work harder and focus. And hence, sometimes you basically avoid getting connected to your feelings. Yeah. Oh my, oh my, you know, yeah, that reminds me of, from what you're saying, uh, of one of the things that I learned at the uh, United States Naval Academy at Pep Rallies, our superintendent would get out there and give us speech, you know, firing us all up. And he'd always say, you can do anything you set your mind to do. And don't you forget it. You know, and another thing I, reminds me of the hyper, hyper achiever is that it's, it's like a, hy a hyperbolic curve. But the close, you, you always get closer and closer and closer and closer at the goal, but you never get there. 
you never get there. Sometimes you do, but it seems like a hyper, uh, hyperbolic curve. You know, well, it, mm. where do you think your hyperachiever uh, saboteur came from? And, and, you know, just talk in general a little bit about where these saboteurs mm. come from and where did yours come from particularly? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for that question, Charlie. That, uh, that helps me to reflect actually. So um, based on my understanding, hyperachiever as any other saboteur could come from various reasons. There's no, we can't pinpoint one, two, and three reasons, but uh, some of them uh, certainly could stem from childhood, a need for va validation from parents, teachers. In many cultures, we put a, put a lot of stress, lot of validation on bringing good marks having good scores in extracurricular activities, always working hard. It could come from that kind of cultural mechanism. Um, also, it comes from attaching your worth with success, with always with good things. And that also tangible success. Why tangible? Because tangibility can be recognized easily by external world. So yeah. all these could be uh, areas where it could stem from. My hyperachiever, I don't know how much it is DNA, but um, uh, you know, I have, um, my dad has always appreciated my good work, which is good. You know, I was like, you know, those, that blue eyed uh, kid of the house, basically bringing good marks, nine out of 10, and he's happy. And he's telling everyone around that my daughter is so intelligent. She's so hardworking. She has done this. I guess that I, I became addicted to that validation. That's my perspective reflecting back. And um, second, I guess it's it's my culture. Basically, I belong to era where uh, you know women is like um, uh, women are like you know you should uh, you should be hardworking. You should work hard to make good families as well as you should work hard to have good careers because we are an in between generation. We are not the generation who were always housewives and not working at work. In my culture, I belong to an in-between generation which went to corporate, which had good careers, which had good qualification. But at the same time, you should be, be you should be good mother. That's a cultural integration. You should be good mother. You should be good wife. You should be doing everything at the best, and you can do it all. Yeah. So that's my story. <laughs> Oh, my golly. Well, I should, you mentioned cultures and different cultures. I think I forgot to mention when we start that, you know, while I'm in Chicago, Mandy's in India. And are you in Delhi or whereabouts in India? Yeah, you're in Delhi, Delhi, Delhi India. So, so there's uh, a few miles uh, separating us, but we feel real connected. Only a few. <laughs> you know, uh, my, my uh, hyperachiever, what I have of it came, I think, probably to compensate for the fact that my father was an alcoholic. And, mm -hmm. and I think that's pretty common for people who have uh, dysfunctional families to try to be, try to achieve, not, not mm -hmm. to try to so much achieve the, uh, the things for themselves, but for the appearance of success to compensate for others. And so you're yeah. trying to compensate for the weaknesses and that sort of thing. Well, you know, like all saboteurs, uh, Manby, the, the hyperachiever tells lies, tells you lies. When you think uh, the hyperachiever is really boosting, boosting you towards success and that sort of stuff, they tell lies. And you know, what are some of the lies that, that, that the, the hyperachiever tells you? 
Um, I have been working on these lies since I came to know about positive intelligence. It's, uh, I think, uh, one and a half year of my journey. And um, these lies are very close to my heart. I have been facing them, actually speaking, day in, day out. So um, some of the lies are, uh, life is all about achieving and uh, producing results. And in this lie, I think what I was forgetting, Charlie, was peace and happiness is also about achieving something. Yeah. Another lie that um, if I can, I should have good image. People should think highly of me. And a deeper question, which changed my perspective, who's validating the good image? Yeah. What is good image? So another line that um, feelings can stop me from becoming successful. And it's coming from a person who's quite emotional because I can also have hyperachiever, right? So I, I will recognize my feelings, but the lie of hyperachiever was stop the feeling as of now. Let's work. Let's work hard. That is what you can do and work hard and you can change anything. And uh, I think I, I'm just also mentioning that, you know, how did I kind of face it and how do I face it? So I face this lie by taking some deep breaths and uh, telling the lie that, okay, I understand you, but let's feel what's happening inside. Yeah, yeah, you know that's what uh, I do. You know, you're uh, you're absolutely right that the the focus of the hyperachiever is not so much how you feel about mm. what you're doing to become happy. It's you're focused mm. on others and how they feel yeah. about you. They want to perceive yeah. you as successful. So you 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 uh, feelings don't necessarily matter uh, with the hyper achiever except for the perception of other people and how they view yeah. it you know and in this context uh, manby how does the hyper achiever get in the way of your performance or in, in in your performance or your happiness how does the hyper achiever get in uh, to block you from those things so before i come to that charlie even getting to the surface of happiness your hyperachiever has a lie that you have X, Y, Z, and you should be happy. Yeah. Tangible success is equal to happiness. That's another lie, you know, which is related yeah, to this, yeah, you're this right. question. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that awareness is very important. I'm just bringing in that point before answering the question because that awareness is very important. That definition of happiness could be another lie for yeah. a hyperachiever. And when you have hyperachiever, peace and happiness is short-lived. As you said, you know, it's a hyperbolic curve. Uh, for me, I don't know whether uh, that's true or not, but yes, I achieved a lot in my life. I have been a hardworking person. I will celebrate, but that celebration moment, celebration moments will be very brief. Okay, I celebrate today. And next morning, what's the next thing I need to achieve? So that's basically this curve like this, multiple curves on off. 
it's like it's not like constant so happiness is always about achieving tangible results another um, thing which uh, which keeps us away from uh, keeps your hyper achiever away from happiness and um, peace is uh, self acceptance yeah so a person who has hyper achiever may accept self only when they are successful in other people's eyes according to the definition of their world if they are not successful then accepting self acceptance becomes very difficult so those are the things i wanted to share well that's those that's beautiful that's beautiful man you, you made me uh, uh, think about the fact that uh, you know all these all these saboteurs don't necessarily work alone you know they've got friends and we've talked in previous episodes about uh, different saboteurs and it seems to me and I would like to have your view on this that one of the friends beside the judge he's always judging mm-hmm. your success one of the mm-hmm. friends that is summoned by the hyper achiever is the restless I mean you're always mm. looking for success and so that makes you restless what do you think about that or what are your thoughts about uh, other other saboteurs that might come in and join the hyper achiever as a, a member of the tag team I think um it could be many actually I see um pleaser as one of yeah the very important ones which is teaming which can team up with the hyper achiever so for me for example if i reflect back the loop came from my pleaser combination of pleaser and hyper achiever why because i was pleasing my dad continuously yeah validation in his eyes though i am in mean, my dad i would say he's he's uh, he's i mean i'm very blessed to have the personality like him he has inspired me all through my life and he has always encouraged me and i don't know when that encouragement became an addiction that you know i have to prove i have to please him and i i never asked him it was my definition that you know he will be pleased when i bring 10 on 10 9 on 10 so i would say that pleaser could be one of um, one of the another saboteur which can team up and another thing which i'm bringing here charlie is uh, gender so i think uh, i can say that for women it could be quite a strong pleaser actually yeah you know i didn't think about that i think you're i think the pleaser would probably be a uh, more likely friend of the hyper achiever then uh what i was thinking of the restless uh, i think yeah. i I, yeah. i i agree with you i agree with you now yeah. now okay so the hyper achiever starts speaking to you from the left side of your brain and starts whispering to you that you're you've got to get to this success man you got to get this uh, to this success now wh- when that happens what is what are some of the most powerful ways that you can suggest that you turn down that voice turn down the volume of that voice what are some of the things you do oh, i have done it <laughs> multiple <laughs> times multiple times so so i have found certain strategies for me i'm going to share that so they could be more than that also so the first one i guess is uh, doing some uh, pq reps what we do in positive intelligence mm-hmm. and i don't want to confuse the audience with pq reps it's as simple as doing deep breathing for me yeah it's i i the first one for me is deep breathe and empathize with our own self as a hyper achiever 
it could be very harsh it could be very difficult to empathize actually we could be very harsh on ourselves so empathy is the answer and uh, now the next question which was for me i'm raising that question myself here okay empathy looks good but how do you do that <laughs> so <laughs> so i would suggest you know if somebody who's listening here has hyperachiever take deep breaths that would be my universal answer write down your feelings time to time because mm-hmm. that's hardwired in your brain to ignore the feelings write down your feelings time to time do some breathing exercises many times in a day consciously and don't look for tangible roi on those deep, deep breathing exercises i have done it <laughs> so don't look for uh, tangible roi just do it believe in the process and do breathing exercises many times in the day do at least one thing in a day which you really like at heart yeah at heart and that connection could be difficult but just think about it for a moment and do it and write down that too and whenever you feel like you are becoming harsh on your own self again go back deep breathe ask how would i deal with this if i would have been a small child of 5 years yeah. so visualizing yourself as a 5 year 6 year old beautiful child you would be able to start empathizing slowly so visualizing yourself as a child is a beautiful exercise yes it is and uh, also another one do reflect on um, a statement which i am saying right now is have you given your powers super powers of happiness and peace to others yeah. and how can you become in charge of your own happiness and peace keep reflecting on these questions Oh that's beautiful Mary that's beautiful and you know you mentioned PQ exercises we talked about those a little bit in previous episodes but essentially mm-hmm. those are those are exercises that you learn when you when you take uh, the 6 week course from any of the certified uh, positive intelligence coaches and it's a it's a habit you form by doing these exercises and it actually creates new uh, neural pathways in your brain So when you just start doing one of these PQ exercises it's kind of like turning the volume of the saboteur down and turning the volume of the uh, of the of your wiser self up. Now, what are some of the other uh, sage powers or techniques that uh, you think might yeah. help uh, counter the hyperachiever? And this goes to your powers of a master coach. I mean, you're terrific. Yeah. What are some of those uh, other powers or techniques that might help someone thank you for that question charlie so one of course is empathize and we have spoken in detail about that other one is explore without any blame or judgment what are all the relevant factors that might be contributing to that hyperachievers behavior explore that and another power is navigate which has worked beautiful for me so one of the ways you can use the navigate power is playing a game called flash forward so what is flash forward is um, visualize visualize yourself as a as your healthier 
older self. You know, I usually visualize myself at 80, 85 years of age with all gray hair, uh, you know, and um, with bright and glowing skin. That's the way I visualize myself and uh, connect with that self and ask questions like, what would you like me to do here? What are you feeling about me right now? So that way you will you will basically go out of the situation or the deadlock of hyperachiever. So that's the two powers, I guess, Charlie, in addition to empathize power. Wow. Those are, and those are powerful. And again, you learn these things through uh, the, the positive intelligence courses and, and, a, and a positive intelligence coach actually employs these powers and yeah. energizes those powers in you when they deal with you. Well, this has been fun. Oh, Charlie, believe me, this has been real fun, having a good discussion and a closer examination of hyperachiever. And it gave me a lot of time to reflect on my own hyperachiever and my journey since last more than one year working on this episode. Oh, my God. And you, you are a fantastic guest, guest, and it's wonderful to get to know you. But I understand you're an author and you've got a couple of books. Yeah. Uh, tell me about, tell us about those. I don't want to lose this opportunity. What, 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 tell me about them. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you so much. So um, I wrote my first book in 2018. Uh, it is about, it, the title says, Are You the Leader You Want to Be? Okay. So um, I had created, uh, based on my experience working as a leader and working as an executive and leadership coach now for the last 10 years, I have created a leadership framework called the Human Leadership Framework. H-U-M-A-N. So there are five parts of this framework. H is heeding yourself. U is understanding your team members. M is messaging. A is acknowledging. N is nurturing. So this leadership framework I have presented in my first book, which is called as Are You the Leader You Want to Be? I'm happy to say and share that this book was nominated as one of the five best books in one of the awards in India. Wow. And... Um, Last year, in 2020, towards the end of 2020, I got my second book published, which is uh, called Get Your Next Promotion. So this book was designed for mid-level managers who are looking to become C-suite someday. And they think they have the right capabilities, they should be in the pipeline, but management is not them considering them in pipeline as of now. So there is a gap. So I try to bring uh, bridge that gap, basically leadership pipeline gap through this book. So this is uh, the second book I published in last year. It was published oh, by Sage Sage Publishers. And the books are: Are you the leader you want to be? And the other one is: Get your next promotion. And yes. both of them are available on Amazon.com. Yes. Well, get absolutely. the books. Get the books, and you've got a, a, a wonderful coach and author here, Amanda. Now. Uh, thank you so much for joining me as, as a co-host, and uh, we we uh, we look forward in sub you know in, in subsequent episodes to taking a, a deep dive in other different or other kinds of saboteurs or tag teams and so forth. But before we close, Amanda, how can one contact you uh, for more information or if they want to uh, engage you as a as a coach? So uh, people can reach me on LinkedIn. I'm quite responsive on LinkedIn. 
And uh, my website is uh, manbirkar.com. Can you spell that so, out for us? M-A-N-B-I-R-K-A-U-R, manbirkar.com. M-A-N-B-I-R-K-A-U-R.com. Absolutely, Charlie. Okay, I think you should go there and, 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 and check her out. And for me, you can reach me at my, uh, my coaching uh, website. It's called charliejetcoaching.com. And you can learn, of course, more about uh, positive intelligence from different uh, uh, magnificent positive intelligence coaches, such as Manby, on podcastpq.com. So I want to thank all of you for joining us, and we'll see you soon in our next episode where our super certified positive intelligence coach, Bill Carmody, and I will discuss these saboteurs and how they form tag teams. Thank you.